Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet today. My friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood, is back on the show with me today, and we're going to talk about the mask insanity and the fact that the Department of Justice wants to see you in a mask for the rest of your life. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So we're back today with uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood in the studio with me. He's become one of the regulars here at the Heidi St. John podcast. Uh, I first met Mark in the middle of COVID-19, and uh, we were talking about therapeutic treatments for COVID-19, and he's had a lot of success out of his practice with his wife in Oklahoma. And uh, after that, we started talking about politics. Mark's running for governor in the great state of Oklahoma. And so we've been talking about politics, and recently... Uh, we we recognize that the mask mandate, a lot of you guys watch the news. A lot of you now have been on an airplane without a mask, which is really exciting. But we're watching the Department of Justice now suing to have this uh, federal mask mandate reinstated. So the Department of Justice is appealing the mask mandate uh, that was rescinded by a federal judge. They're saying, you know what? We don't like that because the uh, the all-powerful CDC says that masking is still necessary And so this has triggered the Biden administration. Everything triggers the Biden administration. Let's just be honest. This guy now has a 36% approval rating, the lowest in the history of any president ever in the United States. And uh, now the Department of Justice is appealing this judge's ruling, getting rid of the mask mandates. And it begs the question, where do we go from here? And so I've asked Mark to come back on and talk to me about it. And I'm just pleased as punch that he's here. Hey, Mark, welcome back to the show. Heidi, thanks for having me. It's great to be with you. And hopefully today's discussion will encourage a bunch of folks. I hope so, because I think there was you could hear the collective, uh, you know, jump for joy when this federal judge said, oh, no, 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 that's unconstitutional. It's unscientific. It's un-American. It's not lawful. And the airlines immediately, my son-in-law, I don't know if I told you this, Mark, but my son-in-law was actually on a United flight when the mask mandate uh, overruling came down. And he sent me a picture of the flight attendant showing him the uh, the corporate memo saying they're no longer required, they're optional. And he said people were clapping and cheering. For the most part, people hate this thing. Yes. This never-ending state of emergency. And now here we are. The science didn't back it up. It's absolutely against the law. It's unconstitutional. What's your take on where we are right now? Well, I'm glad we are here right now in this place. I'm glad there was a, a moment of sanity from the judiciary that said yes. somebody said this is unconstitutional. And that that judge, uh, I tell you, I would want to buy her dinner. No kidding. Right now, because she did a really good job. But let's yeah. face it, you know, the science that they're following was not real science. It was political science. And we know that the mask and the lockdowns never worked. They didn't. Yep. And that's been backed up by, you know, their own studies. And further, a lot of people don't understand this, but this actually is real data between 2020 and 2021, the first year of this thing called pandemic, the life expectancy for the average American dropped two years. And then over the last year between 2021 and now 2022, we've lost another half a year. So in the last Two years, we went down two and a half years in life expectancy. So, you know, you project that forward. How many lives were lost because of isolation, fear, uh, depression, hopelessness, uh, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, suicide? Absolutely disgusting. And those masks, 
you know, we never wore them because it never made sense. They're not even designed to stop viruses as evidence right. package. And, you know, and th- we got to think about all these angles. Who made those masks? China? Okay, so let's right. go ahead and feed communism by buying a bunch of masks. Um, yeah. Man, I just hope and pray, Heidi, that people at this point will stand firm. And I pray to God those airlines will stand firm because I've been on a lot of planes and you can hear the exasperation in the pilots' voices. And even they're just like, we're still under the CDCs. And it's depressing. And nobody wants it anymore. And people are hanging them off their nose and nobody cares. It's just kind of going through these rules for for no reason at this point. Right. Yeah, absolutely true. And as you look around at Biden's approval rating, which I just talked about a moment ago, the guy's at 36 percent. Right. It's almost like, hey, the lights are on, but nobody's home. And now being completely tone deaf to what you to the science, you're completely right. Right. It's not actual science. It's political science. I love that you that you said that. But it begs the question, how are we supposed to respond if the CDC, uh, if the Department of Justice is successful. So basically what they're saying is that uh, the CDC has said that they, and I'm quoting now, uh, the Centers for Disease Control have stated that wearing a mask, quote, remains necessary to protect public health. So the Biden administration, because Mark, they care about you. Mm -hmm. They really do. They want the very best for you. Joe Biden wants the very, very best. And it's the very, very best for you not to be in a poorly ventilated location, such as a transportation corridor, right? And uh, and so because he loves you, because Joe Biden loves you, he wants you to put that thing back on your face. So what? where do we go from here? So let's say that they're successful. I pray that they're not, but let's mm-hmm. say that they are. How do we respond? Well, my advice at this point would be to, and again, I, I stated these companies that have said, thank you. Good, we're over with this. The American Airlines memo that you talked about, you know, I would hope that they hold the ground because holding the line is important. The most dreaded words that anybody can hear in their life are these I am from the government and I'm here to help you. And That's that Ronald is like Reagan. The worst <laughs> nightmare ever, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the CDC, look, uh, had never had the authority, never had the authority to issue any mandates. They can issue suggestions. But I look at it like this, Heidi, and I like to call the CDC the centers of disease out of control and lack of prevention. And I say yes. that because we, for the last 50 years, have been an utter embarrassment, failure in our health and health care across the world. We pay more at $7,000 per person, $10,000 per couple for this fictitious thing called health insurance. And than any other country in the in the nation in the world, and then we get less outcomes. So we're at the bottom of outcome, the peak of expenditure, and we in America also created the standard American diet, Western lifestyle, obesity. So you know the CDC to me is is a non entity. They know nothing, and I hope the American people hear this this thing today, and I hope they say, "Oh no no no, you guys don't know what you're talking about." And I hope the American people never ever 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 comply again with this unconstitutional thing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's interesting. You know, you said the standard American diet, which, as we all know, is an acronym for the word SAD. Yep. And that's that's really where we are as a country. When we start listening to the Centers for Disease Control, we start uh, putting those masks back on our face and we know that they don't work. But I, as you and I have said before, there's a tremendous lack of courage in this country. People don't like to stand out. They don't want to be the one that, that you know, that says, hey, I don't want to do that. But that's exactly what it's going to take at this point. 
It is. And I think that, you know, in all fairness to the American people, when all this went down, uh, it was then under President Trump. And again, personally, I didn't agree with his handling of it. You know, no, I, just, I, I didn't wouldn't either. have done it like that. That's my opinion. Yeah. And I respect the man. and I appreciate what he's done. You know, I would have never said, let's get an Operation Warp Speed vaccine going, because I know that they don't get developed that fast with any sort of testing. Yeah. However, yeah. I think people at that moment in time gave the process the benefit of the doubt. You know, they did. They just thought, OK, let's uh, let's go with it for a while. Let's believe it. But then once we got into it, there was a lot of people that thought, oh, my goodness, we've been duped. We've been deceived. And they're right. But nobody really knew how to fix it. And everybody was kind of waiting on the day that just came upon us for someone that had the credibility in people's mind and eyes to say, no, this is unconstitutional, even though we knew it was. But we we waited, Heidi, on a leader and not a judge. We waited on, and we didn't see it. And we had this vacuum, this complete absence of leadership in our country. And you're right. I mean, we're both running for office and bold, courageous leadership it contains the ability to say no, that's not right or unconstitutional, even against popular governmental opinion, because we've mm-hmm. elevated the government to this status of um, superiority. But mm-hmm. we look at our world and we got it wrong. The federal government was supposed to get smaller. People's voice was supposed to get bigger. And we let it happen to us. So I think we're all at fault, you know, in all honesty. But I think now we've had a chance to get awake, adjusted, and confident now. And you're right, the celebratory, I get pictures from people on planes, no more yeah. masks. And it's yeah, so me too. Cool. Right, 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 right. You know, I think people now get a taste of this. And, you know, the CDC's logic, just so people can think, doesn't match up because if they say public transportation, well, they have to go make them mandatory in taxis again. They have to go make them mandatory in buses again. You know, there's, They can't just say planes. They just didn't like that they got their hand slapped because they got caught in the cookie jar of Mm -hmm. unconstitutionality. And now they're trying to get it back. And they say, well, we want to make sure the CDC uh, has remained credible. But they were never Mm -hmm. credible. And Mm -hmm. so I I think the the court systems might, you know, push back on this. I don't know what's going to happen because of the liberality and the um, lack of courage within the judiciary in general. But either way, I hope the companies, the people, the people that matter, the people that are doing it or not doing it will hold the line and hold confidence and say no. And if they all say no, the bully called the federal government, I guarantee you, will back down and melt like an ice cube in the heat. Yeah, I totally agree. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about what the role of the federal government actually should be. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
All right, ladies, I know what kind of a beating good towels can take. Believe me, with seven kids, towels are used for everything from cleaning up an accidental spill on the kitchen floor to drying off your four-legged buddy. You want your towels to stay soft and absorbent when you need it most for bath time, right? Well, my towels from my pillow are the best towels ever. They come in seven colors, have a 10-year warranty, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Seriously, it's a game changer. Listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast can get up to 66% off by going to MyPillow.com and using the promo code Heidi or by calling 1-800-447-0541. Hey, we're back with Mark Sherwood. And before the break, we were talking about just the behemoth that has become the federal government, these these agencies, these bureaucracies. Last time you were here, we talked about Father Fauci, the high priest of the Branch Covidians, who really is the high priest in this whole thing and the highest paid bureaucrat in the history of the United States. And he is apparently uh, making law for us, right? Because we've been under his his edicts now for a long time. You touched on this right before the break, and I want to go back to it because uh, I think it, it bears repeating. Most people don't understand what the role of the federal government is supposed to be. And uh, and the, and the founding fathers, when they gave us this amazing country with our amazing constitution, the most amazing uh, document for government in the history of the world, they gave the federal government a very limited scope of authority. And uh, you you kind of alluded to that. What is the role of the federal government? Well, let's go back to the 10th Amendment so people can understand that. And I'm going to highly paraphrase that. But the powers not specifically enumerated or dialogued or documented or laid out, and they're not specifically enumerated and given over the federal government. If they're not, they retain at the state and the people level. So in other words, if we don't give the federal government the power, the states and the people still have it. So the 10th Amendment was there to protect us from federal overreach and federal mm-hmm. control, because the founding mm-hmm. fathers saw that if the federal government became nothing more than a, a tax collecting, riches generating entity, it was going to become a power that was not supposed to be, and it was going to become controlling. And because we understand the love of money being the root of all evil, so this was biblical principle one hundred and one that was foreseen yep. by our founding fathers. So you know, we just have not. Heidi, and I'm just being very transparent here as always, we have not had governors and even legislators at the House or the Senate level in the states or even the federal courts and legislative branches. They haven't known the Constitution, and and that's a sad thing. They swear to protect it, but they don't know how to protect something they don't know. And then you have the uh, slanted view that says, well, I'm 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 a Christian. Well, now you have a politician who doesn't know the Constitution, who claims to be a Christian, doesn't know the Bible. Right, right. That's that's what we've got right now. And so these states haven't had the leadership. I think Governor DeSantis has done a a, a really good job. I think Governor Nome, back when she was more active, uh, was doing a really good job, too, pushing back against the federal government. And notice that, and I think people need to get this perspective, you go over to Governor Newsom, which is near you, and, you know, your governor, they have also pushed back in a way. They've actually made more restrictions. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, right. So yeah, we yeah. see these states actually acting in both parallel, parallel and polar directions and styles mm-hmm. that I named in the existential sort of idea of the Tenth Amendment, because it's these 
United States. But the 10th Amendment means these states set separate. And the federal government was always meant to sort of act as referee. You know, that was all it was supposed to be, kind of a referee and, and let's make sure you guys get along and settle disputes. That was all it was. It was never designed to be the biggest, but it was designed to be the smallest. And yes. we got to get that flipped around right now. Yeah. yeah. Immediately. Well, we, we went to school, you know, being, you know, when I was in school, they did teach us a little bit of the Constitution. We knew American history when I was in school. You know, back in the 70s and 80s, this was still a focus of our school system. And I remember being taught then that there were three co-equal branches of government. But if you study the Constitution, they're not co-equal. Uh, the legislative branch by and far was given the most authority because it's the closest to the people. The yes. people send those representatives. They determine what the laws should be. After that, you had the executive branch who was supposed to really be there to work alongside the legislative branch and speak on behalf of the people of the country. Mm -hmm. And then it was the judiciary, but it's on its head right now. And yeah. we're watching this absolutely play out uh, as we see judges really legislating from the bench. And that's what this judge was doing when she said, no, these mask mandates have overreached their authority. The CDC does not have the authority. This is this is about jurisdiction. The yeah. CDC is outside of their jurisdiction when they say that that they have the authority to mandate anything to the United States people. And Bingo. that is the issue to me. It's an issue of jurisdiction. When And I loved what you said about the federal government being there to help the states get along. Part of what they were supposed to do is make sure you can get from Washington, D.C. to Washington State, if that's where you wanted to go. So we fund our roads and our bridges and we make sure that we can have interstate commerce, that we can do business with each other because that helps the nation. They were supposed to fund the federal government, uh, supposed to fund the military and make sure that we could defend ourselves. They're supposed to protect our borders because if you don't have a secure border, you don't have a nation. And all right. of a sudden they're in our health care, they're, they're, they're funding critical race theory, they're doing all this bizarre stuff. We've got to get back to a smaller federal government. We do. And if we look at the evidence that is, and, and right now we're kind of like presenting a case for people to really understand, the federal government got involved in our health, failed, miserable failure. We're the worst in the world. I've already described that. They got involved in our economy. They tell you how to manage your money, but yet they're trillions of dollars in debt. Again, yeah, fail. fail. Mm -hmm. and, and they're so miserable at relationships. Mm -hmm. They don't even know mm -hmm. how to represent the people anymore. So the federal government was, and they're not protecting our nation. They, they open our borders and it's just a, a garbage dump of inconsistencies, incongruencies, and flat out lies. So yep. we've got to quit trusting them. And we made that joke earlier. I'm from the government here to help you. We've got to quit trusting them anyway. We've been misled. We've been duped. And we have to own it and say, oh my gosh, we, we really messed up. Mm -hmm. But the CDC yeah. can offer recommendations. That's their idea to do studies, make recommendations and free country do that. But you can't make these laws that are unconstitutional. Those laws are made by the legislatures and signed off by the governors in individual states. Federal law does not supersede state law. And uh, you think about this, for example, uh, the feds still have marijuana as illegal, but you know, your state, my state is legal. Right. Yeah. Right. All the, all the all the woke, stupid states. Yeah. That's here it. in Washington state, basically every drug is legal now. So if you want to come here and just start dealing heroin and, you know, watch your <laughs> watch your neighbors shooting up on the on the driveway yeah. next door. Go ahead. They're not going to do anything. Yeah. Because no. that's a good idea. But again, the states have the right to do that. 
They do. Right? The, the federal government is not supposed to come in because when that when that control is at the states, it gets it closer to the people. The minute the federal government takes something, the people have very little say. That's why we that's what we've seen in these ridiculous mandates, right? That that they've come down from the federal government. The people have are almost helpless to fight against it, and uh, it's time for the people to stand up. And I hope that we never let this happen again. I hope we never let the government say who's essential and who isn't. Uh, you're right. I mean, fool it, fool me once, uh, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, we can never let this happen again. We cannot. We must not. Um, we understand that we've been through some perilous, traumatic, troubling times, and as we've all said, you know, these horrible times promote or bring about strong leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, strong yeah. leaders promote good times. The good times, if we get lackadaisical on those, the good times make will you make, soft. They'll make weak leaders. And then yep. weak leaders create adversity again. So we're back to the cycle. We've had a good run of good times for many, many years. But the weak leaders stuck out now and they've been identified. You mentioned Joe Biden's approval rating. I you know from a Looking at him as an individual human being, I feel sorry because I think he's very sick. I think he's very ill. I don't think the mental faculties are there. And I, I feel badly for him as a human being. And I, I worry and concern myself about his soul, you know, mm-hmm. um, and his wife dealing with that. I mean, I think that's that's tragic. But that man has no business at this point in time leading our country. There, there's no, no way you, you, you shake hands with someone in thin air. You have to be shuffled around. You can't even. It, it's the it's Easter Bunny. Sad. The Easter Bunny was telling him where to go. Yeah, it, it's just horrible. And I, I mean, it's funny, uh, you know, in one hand, but I mean, my, I guess my spiritual self comes out and says, "Wow, I feel so bad." Well, but it really is tragic. Like, yeah, I'm like, we got to have some leadership in there right now, which is why we yeah. uh, decided we can't sit on the sidelines because freedom is not a spectator sport. That's right. Yeah, you know, liberty is a muscle, and if we don't exercise it, we're going to lose it. Mm. And we've absolutely seen that happen uh, in the last and the last two years for sure. Uh, in the last couple of minutes that we have left here, I want you to tell because uh, we got a lot of new listeners here at the show, and you are running for governor in Oklahoma, and you also have a thriving naturopathic medical uh, practice happening in Oklahoma. Give us a give us a little bit of a brief Mark Sherwood one hundred and one. <laughs> okay, I'll both real quick. We are running for governor. Uh, you can go to our website at Sherwood2022.com. All of our issues, platform stances are there. Um, I encourage people to, to download the app that comes from that because you can vet your own candidates. I think that's a very good thing to do. Uh, from the um, wellness-based clinical standpoint, we have a very successful practice. We've been blessed. God's given us a direction, a platform, and protocols and processes that are different. So you can go to Sherwood dot tv for that and and we work with people really all around the country and world so i'd love to be a blessing to people and hey we're in a fight you know and you can't be unhealthy in a fight you got to be able to fit into your uniform so to speak right and make sure that we we are healthy and you're not wasting your money on these disease processes that can be completely avoided and reversed I actually met a woman uh, the other day who heard you on my show who flew out to see you and uh, I was just uh, blessed to hear that. And so we're glad to hook people up with you. There's a promo code that they can use, correct? Yes. They go to your website. Tell us about that. Yeah. When you go there, you're going to go to Sherwood.tv and forward slash Heidi. Sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi. And that's created just for you, right? The listeners here at the Heidi St. John Show. And so 
You can download our free ebook. You can get access to all of our services. And we've got a whole bunch of stuff that's coming your way that you can get involved in. So just really, we, we want people to be blessed, Heidi, and stand strong. And you, you can't stand strong if you don't think right, you don't feel right, you know. So I want people to be healthy physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and also be politically savvy with what we're doing right now. Yeah, I love it. So love what you do and appreciate you coming on here again. I'm sure as the weeks go by, we're always going to have stuff to talk about because it's a never-ending it's a never-ending uh, cycle of very exciting news, and we're living in, a, in an exciting time. I love what you're doing, you guys, bringing solutions uh, to people to take care of their bodies and their minds, and uh, I hope people take advantage of that, and uh, we'll love to have you back on the show really soon. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. For more information about Dr. Sherwood, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. I will link back to the links that he gave you in the show notes today. And again, as I've, I've been telling you guys for a long time, find good candidates to put your money where your mouth is. It takes a lot of money to run for office. It takes a lot of money to run for governor in Oklahoma. And I know that they can use your help. These positions matter. And we hope you guys will get off the bench and onto the battlefield. And we can elect new leaders to help us traverse the amazing times that we live in. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.